This is the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I am Justin Oswald. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore proceed with caution. With me here today, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? It's uh, very good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another weekly follow-up podcast. Yes, and, it is. Uh, uh, coming off uh, a, a powerful Sunday. Um, you know, personally for me, uh, it, it was a good Sunday. Um, you know, so it was very good. Yeah, it was a it was a good Sunday navigating um, navigating the first time preaching after our families kind of come through and still going through. Um, you know, uh, Jamin moving on and going to be with the Lord, and and that was my first Sunday preaching. And um, yeah, man, it was. Uh, I didn't have to, but I felt like it was important that I did. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I was talking to my dad about this the other, I was talking to pastor Dan about this the other day, um, where I said, you know, we, we constantly as pastors, we encourage people to hold, like have their faith, you know, hold on to your faith, like be strong, you know, keep, despite what happens, like allow the Lord to strengthen you and, and all those things. And, uh, you know, we just, I felt that it was important, um, that we display that, <laughs> uh, that I display that personally, um, and while at the same time it was it was almost kind of therapeutic to to minister in the midst of something like that. Yeah, know? man, that's a big deal. So it was, uh, but it was good, man. Um, so it was also Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so here at TC, you know, uh, Memorial Day weekend is always any anyone that lives close to a beach, you know, like you know, you got you're gonna have some new people you've never seen before, and you're gonna have a bunch of people that are you know, uh, out celebrating it out on boats or rented condos for the weekend or whatever. Um, but man, it was a, it was just a good day. It was, it was really, it was really good. It was a good day. And, uh, so yeah, man, su- super excited, um, <clears throat> for, uh, you know, for the future. And as we, you know, as me and Ashley kind of navigate the next few weeks, we're really, really excited about this next series that's coming up in June. So uh, Flip the Script is the series for June, and we're really, really excited about that. We got some heavy hitters coming in for that series, bro. Like, yeah, I'm excited to have some of our uh, some guest speakers in and some of our, uh, you know, a couple, two of them are our church overseers to mm-hmm. serve as, you know, uh, as overseers, overseeing pastors of our church. And man, I'm excited to have them. Uh, Tyler Burns. Tyler. Uh, uh, from New Dimensions Christian Center. Yep, Tyler here, Burns. Here in Pensacola, who is... Uh, I think Tyler has been a guest on every podcast in the uh, iTunes store. Um, <laughs> and now he's going to be on ours. He's going to be on <laughs> ours. Uh, yeah, Tyler uh, Tyler's the, is, is the man. And then Aaron James from, uh, what's his church? Relevant uh, Life. Relevant Life in, Church. In uh, Pace, right outside of Pensacola. He's going to be with us. Um, he's also quite frequent on some of the same podcasts that Tyler's on. Uh, with some of the work they do with the Witness and Pass the Mic podcast and all that, so yep. uh, excited to have them. Uh, we're also gonna have Patrick Waters, who is uh, he's a, the Next Steps pastor at, at Liberty. Next Li- Steps, pastor. yeah, Next yeah. Steps pastor at Liberty Blue Angel uh, in Pensacola as well. Um, so man, yeah, we well, like we just have we have some some great heavy hitters that are coming in for the month of June. So um, if you're a regular listener to our sermon podcasts, or to if you have subscribed to this podcast just in general, um, it's going to pop up in your notifications. So I encourage you guys, man, if any of you have not subscribed to the podcast, if you haven't subscribed to just get it uh, immediately when it drops, please go to the iTunes store right now, click subscribe. 
uh, when you're on our podcast. And make or, sure you uh, or anywhere get you get podcasts. Or, or yeah, sorry, yeah. anywhere. Yeah, for you non iPhone users. Yeah. Uh, so you heathens. <laughs> make sure you subscribe. Not, yeah, but we're on Stitcher and Podbean and and you know all those two as well. So yeah, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, so make sure you subscribe. You'll catch all of it, especially, man, going through the month of June. There's going to be some heavy hitters, some guys that personally they have walked with me through the last five years, um, as well as so many other people have. But Aaron and Tyler have walked with me particularly close over the last five years uh, with everything with Jabin, and they have uh, stuck extremely close. Uh, as well as so many other pastors have throughout the last couple weeks, and so um, they're coming in, they're going to preach, and that's what overseers do, man. When uh, when when the house gets hit, you know, with something uh, not necessarily a character issue in this case, just you know, the the house needs to to heal a little bit. Those overseers get to come in and um, and get to minister, uh, and uh, it's going to be great. I'm super excited to to have them here. It's going to be good. They're going to be in preaching through that series we were talking about. Yep. Flip the script um, with us. So it's going to be good. It's going to be going to be real exciting. You can you can watch. You know, we, we go live. So if you ever want to watch live, if you if you're a listener, uh, check us out. You can, on our website, you can watch uh, the sermons live on Sundays, nine and eleven Central Standard Time. That's it. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the sermon we closed out. Um, the real talk series uh this past sunday um and we closed it out with a message called walking tall um and it was kind of my um my final thoughts on a series where we got to be kind of raw and real um and it was also kind of my um navigating navigating where i was um with jabin's passing and and also trying to help the church navigate that with me while at the same time identifying that we have to we have to walk tall we have to we have to understand who we are and the strength that comes from the lord in times uh that we need god to sustain us and to strengthen us and uh to save us and and all of those things and so uh, we we did the we closed the real talk series out with this message called walking tall um, and I and I kind of opened it up with my football story, playing little league football. Justin, you play sports when you're growing up. You're not yeah, a sports guy. Nah, so I played two 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 seasons of t-ball and hated every minute of it. Um, <laughs> after that, they were that my parents. You know, they weren't the ones to make us. They right, wanted right. they put us in see if we'd like it. You didn't. were playing professional baseball. They caught that real. Like, oh early. no, like <laughs> baseball shouldn't even be a sport. Like <laughs> like that. But but no, I played T ball. I was like I was the kid playing in the chalk line in the outfit. Right, right, right. Like no. Yeah. Totally the most boring thing ever. Chasing butterflies. Uh, yeah. So you know, to the people that love baseball, like I don't know if you've ever tried a different sport, but there are more <laughs> exciting ones out there. Um but no, I didn't I didn't and I'm i I'm little. Yeah. Like I'm a short I'm five seven, you know, I'm a small guy. Um, and when I was a kid I was tiny, you know, so right. football was not in it like yeah. have you seen how big kids are now and oh, yeah. in the high school nah i think i think about big chris that goes to our church oh yeah big chris is uh one of, one of our boys he's like 15 yeah big chris if you're listening shout out to you brother i love you but he yeah he's he's like 15 i think he's six four six five yeah like 300 pounds no nah. that's a like you're yeah, not hitting me yeah that's a lot of yeah, mass out. moving forward towards you yes yeah, so, so, so no, I, I didn't do sports especially not football and then, well in the high school that i went to the middle slash high school i went to was small we didn't have football we had basketball, okay. um, 
and I'm just and I'm that not, wasn't your lane either. I love basketball, like to watch it, but right. like I'm not good at it. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors, one game seven last night, hey. a, uh, Western Conference Finals. Again, may, maybe nervous against Houston Rockets, but we pulled it out. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. get off on a tangent there. No, that's okay. So, um, yeah, no, I uh, I'm not good at sport. I'm not very athletic. I'm not just it's just not my thing. Gotcha, so, gotcha. So no. Okay, so yeah, so I I told a story. I so I was I played little league football a lot. Um, so I remember playing little league football and, um, there was this, there was this one and I was, I'm always, I've been a big dude my whole life. So opposite of you, like I've been like a big guy (laughs) my whole life. And so, uh, I played offensive and defensive line and a little bit of linebacker, but mostly offensive defensive line has been, was like, oh, and we're talking like third grade. Okay. We're talking like eight to 10 years old, somewhere in this bracket. And uh, we were we were I was on like this championship winning team. We won like six back to back championships. Like we were studs, but we were eight. So whatever. And I remember um, there was this one particular case because big like big guys didn't get to score touchdowns. That was for the skinny kids with six packs, you know, that were (laughs) third grade. So uh, I remember uh, there was a there was a time there was a fumble. We were like five yards from the goal line. There was this fumble. Um, and I pick it up and I start like trying to run towards and, and I remember the first few steps like I felt like I was running super fast I probably wasn't but I felt like I was um, and then these kids started kind of jumping on my back these little kids you know that were much smaller than me and and so initially I was moving quickly but then it was it didn't take very long before um, I was carrying like two kids on my back and one of them was like tied around my waist but I was still like moving slowly inching towards the end zone um, and I got all the way to the end zone, fell into the end zone. Um, and that was the only touchdown I scored my entire life in an organized football game. Um, because like big kids don't score touchdowns, man. Like that's not, no. it's not what we do. So, no. but in that moment I did. And, uh, and what we equated that to is the, there are seasons in your life where you're going to get to run. There are seasons in your life where you're going to get to walk tall. And then there are seasons in your life where you're going to be barely inching long. Um, and, um, and when things jump on you and things are in front of you and things are holding on to you and life doesn't go your way and, and, uh, you know, you're, you're barely making it. Sometimes you're running towards the end zone, which is in this case, uh, I consider to be our life with Christ. Sometimes we're running after that and sometimes we're barely inching along towards it. But, um, as we continue to move forward and no matter if we're, running or if we're inching along we keep going uh towards what god has for us and we keep going towards our life with christ so um so but afterwards after we scored the touchdown we were then walking tall that's right and so that was kind of the story we opened up with um which brought us to our first scripture isaiah forty thirty one. what do you, what is read that for us justin isaiah forty thirty one. but those who trust in the lord will find new strength they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in in walking tall, you know, essentially what we're acknowledging is those who put their trust in the Lord will find new strength. But, um, you know, so often in our life, we are trying to fight. Uh, we're trying to fight new battles with old strength. And I think that God is constantly ready, ready to bring us new strength. You know, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. In other words, he's prepared to give us exactly what we need each and every day. 
Um, and so he, we find a new strength uh, when we put our hope in the Lord. And so um, that's kind of the base scripture for walking tall, that Jesus is going to continue to be, uh, mm-hmm. be our everything. And so um, super, super important. So let's uh, get into, we, we talked about three steps, um, three steps for walking tall. Um, and so these, I think these are kind of the three steps that we take on our Christian journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of, kind of gave those, what did you think about Did we, how do we lay that out there? Uh, Justin on Sunday, what did you think about it? Well, the, the, the three steps. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, it it's, I, I always like anything that can, can be practical, right. You know, in a sense and, you know, one, you lay an analogy out and then, you know, step one, step two, step three. And, um, I liked it. I, th- I think it went well, you know, step, step one being, being grace. Grace. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, step one being grace. And so <clears throat> in the Christian journey, our first step is the step or is our step into grace. In other words, there's not a step on the Christian journey that starts with anything that we've done. There's not a step on the Christian journey that starts with our own efforts or our, or what we've earned or any of those things. The, the first step on the Christian journey is the free gift that is grace. As a matter of fact, Ephesians 2, 8, and nine says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Uh, and this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So the very first step in the Christian journey is the is the thing that only Jesus can give you, but that you can only get from Jesus. Like it, it's nothing we can do right. to accomplish it. And so many people, myself, yourself, all of us in the Christian journey, um, as we walk out our faith with Christ, the very first step that we ever take is grace. Unfortunately, um, for many people, many believers out there, that's the only step that they've ever taken. You know, they, they put their faith in Jesus, um, but then they do what I kind of call the look back. You know, the look back in the sermon where we're just, we're looking back at what Jesus did. We're looking back at what Jesus saved us from. Um, and we're, we almost become so enthralled with what that is that we never actually pursue the purpose. We get so caught up on looking at the past that we never look at the purpose that Jesus mm-hmm. is calling us to. And so we get caught up in this look back. And so many believers, I believe, are just stalemated. Uh, and even there's no drive in them to go forward because they're like, hey, my eternity is secure. Like I'm standing in grace. Like I've made the step to be saved and that's all I got to do. So I'm going to just hang out until Jesus comes. And it's like, man, there's so much more for believers than just chilling like <laughs> yeah and there. i and i thought of I think of like um people that you know god delivers them or you know saves them and but they spend all their time thinking back of the person they used to be or the you know they're still like there's still like guilt or condemnation or you know that people deal with from their from their past or hurts or unforgiveness or whatever right you know it's like man like move forward like look forward you know yeah Stop looking back. You know, we, we, we've used the analogy uh, a ton over the years of like trying to drive a car while you're looking in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Like you're not going to make it far before you wreck. No. You know what I mean? No, I'm not convinced that some Pensacola drivers don't do that because these guys are terrible. It took me 45 minutes to get to the office today. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know what's going on out there, Pensacola, but you guys got to get it together. Listen, while you're on that, people (laughs) just can't drive. (laughs) You know, you're the you're the supporter of the every five year test, right? Every five years, you know. Is there an age cut like where that should begin, nah, or just period? From the get go, <laughs> people can't drive. People cannot. And drive. you know that's where the that's where I'm really tested is behind the wheel, <laughs> because I don't know what people are doing. You know, we spend all this tax money putting in a center 
turn lane. Yet people want to come to a stop in the left lane when they're going to be turning left, when they can just move into that turning lane, then hit the brakes, hit the brakes, then hit the brakes. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, yeah, man. Anyways, I don't know. Anyways. Sorry about that. So, yeah, no. So, but I mean, and so often in grace, we look back, we look in the rearview mirror. We're constantly looking for what we've come from. And, uh, oftentimes we get caught so much in where we've come from that we're not looking at where we're going. We're not looking at where God wants to take us. We're not looking at our purpose, the plan that he's putting in front of us. Um, and sometimes we, sometimes I think some people, honestly, man, some believers don't want to let their past go. No, it's com- it's uh, it's comfort. Yeah. Or, or it's familiar. Or it's pride. Mm-hmm. You know, like some, some people are too proud of their testimony. You know, like, well, I used to do all these bad things, you know, and they, and they almost boast in the, in the things that they used to do. Or, or I think probably maybe, maybe more than that, I don't know, is, their identity has been wrapped up in whatever that is. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then so, yes, God has freed them. If they allow that freedom to be there, you know, God has saved them and, you know, they're in in a state of grace now. But um, their identity, you know, who they are, or what they used to be or that scares people. You know, and I, I'm afraid that most people don't move past. I don't I don't believe most people f- walk into their gifts their their calling and their purpose. I don't believe most people do. Yeah, well most most people the the statistics say that you know over what over 87% I think is the number uh, of believers never walk in their purpose because they never get free from the stuff in their past. You know, so so many people are living in grace because it's been made available but they're not walking yeah. in freedom. Yeah, and then they don't they don't take the time to learn what their what their gifts are, and um, you know, unfortunately, you know, not to not to sound like dissing, you know, the the church or churches, but you know, I don't. Uh, there's a lot of them. I don't necessarily do a good job of teaching that. You know, it's it's so much about getting people saved, and then stops there. You know, yeah, and and then that's it, and, and there's no discipleship. There's no helping people figure out their purpose through you know their gifts and the giftings their spiritual gifts and things like that and you know i i think that's um I think that's a disservice you know because because man it's what i what i tell people in our in our you know class that we do the kind of new men we call growth track you know it's like if god's led you to this church to join the church that's because you he there's something inside of you that the way he created you that that next week or in two weeks or in three weeks or two months that he's drawing someone to this church that that he needs you for. Right. Like you fit that, you know, you're not here to serve, like to serve our church or to serve us as pastors or anything. You're here to serve the people that God's going to draw to this place, you know, and everyone has a, a, a gift that's specific. And um, unfortunately, many people don't learn what that is. You know, it's hard to learn. It's hard to walk in your purpose when you don't even know what your gifts are and what that purpose is. You know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's why you know, I, I do think it's so important that, you know, as believers, we get connected to our purpose, and, and you're right. I mean, there's so many churches um, that are just trying to make it from Sunday to Sunday. You know what I mean? We're not, they're not even, you know, in, in many cases, not thinking about people, not thinking about connecting them to their purpose, and not con- connecting them to the giftings that God has put inside of them. I, I thank God that, you know, um, it's a part of our vision as a church to see people transform from who they are 
to who God wants them to be. And we know that God wants them to do that because he's put things inside of them. We want to help pull those things out. We want to help connect people to their purpose. And, and, uh, so, you know, I, I thank God for some, and we're not the only church. There's plenty of great churches around the nation that are doing that as well. Oh, so, yeah. you know, just we're not, some, it's not just yeah, us, but some in this town. Yeah. There's yeah. some in this town yeah. that are doing it. So, uh, it's not just us while at the same time, it's super important, uh, to connect people to that. So, uh, yeah. So the step one in walking tall is we walk tall in grace. Um, because of what God has done for us, but we can't get caught in the look back. We can't become so distracted by where we've come from that we lose track of where we're going because walking tall is going to require us to be looking forward, uh, towards where we're going. Super important. So, and then the second step, what's the second step, Justin? Second step, mercy, mercy. Um, and so, man, I was so encouraged. I remember listening to a story by Matt Chandler and I've shared this before. I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but I've definitely shared it in a sermon before. Uh, where Chandler was talking about um, the first time his son had a seizure um, and he was following behind the ambulance and trying to get where the ambulance was going and realized he didn't even know what hospital the ambulance was going to. And uh, and in doing so, uh, he got caught at a red light and then he kind of just went, he kind of just had a breakdown, a meltdown because he didn't know and he didn't know where the ambulance was going. He didn't know what hospital they were going to. He had kind of got lost so he didn't know what to do. Um, and it was then that he realized that like he had no cards left to play. Like mm-hmm. there was no leveraging himself to the Lord. He he wanted to, and, and I've been tempted to do this. And I think many of our listeners have been tempted to do this too, for some of you out there, right? We try to leverage ourself against the Lord. Like, God, if you'll just do this, then I won't do that anymore. If you, if, if you'll just, if you'll, if you'll make sure this doesn't happen, then, then I'll, you know, if, if you heal this person, then I'll follow you for the rest of my life. Negotiating. Or, yeah. We, so we, yeah, we try to, we try to leverage our life against the Lord and, and our listeners, I want to give you a little glimpse into something like if, if you've said yes to the call, like if, if your life belongs to Christ, the deal has already been made. It's all of you for all of him, or there is no deal. Like that's, that's the only deal you, you, you give Jesus all of you and you get all of him or there's no deal. So if you, you know, if we, you, we, I, if we think we're going to leverage a life against the Lord to try to get him to do what we want that God's sitting back there going, we're, we've already established this. Like we're, we're already yeah. here. Like you can't. You're not going to leverage. There's nothing you can offer. Like, in, in I've realized that in Matt Chandler in the story, uh, Pastor Chandler from Village Church in Dallas, Texas, he was telling the same thing. Like, I realized, like, I've I've already put my name down. Like, I've already said yes to this thing. I've got nothing to offer. Uh, and he used the phrase, and I've kind of adopted it throughout the last uh, four years, which is like, in mercy, you're going to heal my son, or in mercy, you're going to sustain myself and my wife and my family and the loss of our son but either way you're still good and I don't owe you anything (coughs) and so in doing so um and we've kind of come to that place where in mercy what does it mean what is mercy mercy is not getting what you deserve you know I deserve to navigate this by myself because we're in a sinful world I deserve to not have grace in my life because I've messed everything up I deserve but I'm not getting what I deserve um, and in mercy the Lord sustains us and he carries us and he walks us through and that's exactly what we were talking about um, you know when we were referencing mercy is how God shows us mercy by by sustaining us, not giving us what we deserve, not letting us navigate these situations alone, not not giving us 
over to ourselves, not letting us walk, you know, walk the roads by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, it reminds me of like a, something I saw one time on, on Twitter or something. It was like, how good does God have to be to you for you to be happy? Like, you, you know, like when you think about that question, Hello. you know, it's like, Hello. <laughs> how good does he, how good does God need to be to you? You know, and it's like, and if you call yourself a believer and a follower and a, a saved Christian, it's like, hasn't he already done everything he, he needs to? Um, you know, that's a, that's a question. It's like, it's like, you know, you've heard it. Like if God answered all your prayers today, would your life be the only one that's better? You know, it's like, we're so selfish. Hello. You know, we're so selfish <laughs> on, yeah. in so many ways. You know, and it's tweet like tweet that somebody. Yeah, tweet. Yeah, hashtag us or something. Do we have a hashtag? Do we have a hashtag? <laughs> no, I don't. TC Weekly Follow Up Podcast. Yeah, I guess. Just something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, but yeah, it's like at, we're at so, Justin Walls all the underscore. Uh, yeah, we're so selfish in our and a lot of times even our prayers and it's like, you know, um, man, he's like, yeah. You, you talked about it though. I mean, it's like and it's the, the mercy. It's like he's done all he needs to do for me my my life may not be the way i would want it sometimes and you have bad seasons or whatever but it's like is that god's fault well not only that but like man god has and like i said sunday god has given at least me and and i and i can't speak to everyone about this but i can just speak for myself but man god has given me such a crystal clear picture of eternity that everything else on this earth is just the strive to get there you know what I mean? Like, man, this is the joy that awaits. And, and, and we kind of, I mean, we hit on that a little bit Sunday. And and uh, both services, although we're the same, we're also considerably different. You know, there's just a different tone in both services. And, yeah. and I know one of them, we talked about it quite a bit more that, you know, what awaits us. You know, like, man, like Paul said, you know, that the the light momentary afflictions of this world are nothing compared to the eternal glory that waits for us. So, um it's huge but the in mercy going back to what we were talking about from the sermon on sunday in mercy the thing that we get caught up in in mercy is what i call the settle right and so in grace we get caught up in the look back but in mercy we get caught up in the settle um and what is the settle the settle is like the i'm good right here like i'm gonna just stay right here until jesus comes the problem is the journey that we're on requires us to move and navigate through very difficult circumstances so just like going back to the football story you know the first few steps were easy I, as soon as i picked up the ball it was easy like i was i took off running right. like we do in grace but man in mercy um, some things can tend to jump on us. Some things can get in our way. Some things can start to weigh us down. Um, and we can't get caught up in the settle of just saying, you know what, I'm just going to stay right here. You know, like, no, like God has a purpose and a plan, but many of us are tempted when life gets too difficult or things get too hard, um, is to settle and just stay right there. Um, and the phrase that I use is that what will can tend to happen in the settle is because we just decided we're not going to pursue our purpose is we get more caught up with our practice than we get caught up with our pursuit. Mm-hmm. And we get more caught up in the practice of Christianity than we get caught up in the pursuit of Christ. And what happens when we get caught up in the practice of Christianity is we become religious. Um, and I, I would dare use a, a phrase like Pharisees. We, I, I think that's when people become Pharisees um, is when they get more caught up in the well, practice than yeah, they do the pursuit. Yeah, it's made me think of something and I've it pops up on my time hop. Do you use time hop? Uh, not really. Yeah, so it pops up on my time hop every once in a while, or you know, because something I posted years ago, and it's like, 
so I see it, and every time I see it, I kind of will repost it or whatever because I, I like it. But it says, you know, the, the way we do church in America the last 40 to 50 years hasn't produced very many world changers. Yeah, well, I've seen that. Why not? You know, and then it's a question, why not? It's like, um, you know, and then I've had tons of comments on those posts over the years. It's like, you know, well, that <laughs> the, bet the, you have. the problem is, you know, we shouldn't be quote unquote doing church. like, and, but the, the point is, but we do do church. Like right. the, the point is like, you can argue that, but you know, you have a style, every church has a style, every, you know, all these things. So when I say doing church, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm saying that, you know, we have a, we have a way and especially here in the, in the Western church in America. And it's like, it's so, it's so you know, a lot of times centered on us and you start adding in the gospel, you know, the, the prosperity gospel and things like that. But man, it's like the, it's so much, like you said, it turns us to it, re, religion, like religious people where we're just so caught up in like this dogma and these, yeah you know, rules and these sacred cows. And, well, and, and, and also I think the second to that is, is essentially all we, we start making it all about us. That's right. We start making Christianity about us, and I think that, I think that's even what's kind of wrong with some of the music that's coming out. Like this, some of the some of the worship songs that are getting written right now are like poor theology. It's all about me. Like I'm the star. Like I'm the I'm the hero. Like I, God, it's all about me and my heart, and God just loves me yeah. so much, and, well, and, he, and he does. But he I mean, does, like, yeah. But we hear that in in when people take stories like. They, they take Bible stories and use them as an analogy. It's like, you know, David and Goliath. And it's like, and then they always, the, the person telling the story is, is a lot of times they're the, they're the David. In they're that. David. Yeah. But it's like, nah, man, David, we are not the stars of the, of, no. of the Bible. We're the, the Israelites huddled up behind right. the lines, hoping to God we don't die. That's right. who we are. That's right. Jesus is the, is David. <laughs> Jesus is the better David. And just like, you know, um, advertisement for a second that is exactly what flip the script is all about the whole series for flip the script is different characters in the bible and how we tend to make ourselves the heroes of those stories when it's actually jesus so we did not plan that we didn't plan that that was just a a impromptu moment there but But yeah it's it's the practice you know and it it becomes very much and you see that you know let's let's i don't want to Again, it's it's this is a, a a podcast where we can can talk and try to break some things down, but I think you see that in the charismatic churches, hundred percent, and and you see it just just from their own. You know, we've mentioned maybe on the podcast before. I know we've talked in 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 the past just with ourselves as far as even as a denomination uh, like the Assemblies of God and and the data that they put out themselves and how many of their churches don't see a single salvation in a whole year. A whole year, not, yeah. no, no. That means no lost person is walking in those doors and and meeting Jesus yet. They're know, singing good songs, though. They may have good songs, or at least in their. It's opinion. a comfortable church service. Yeah, and, and you know, so in the charismatic world, it it quickly, I believe, it quickly can become very insider focused. You know, these what I maybe a, a business term like these barriers to entry, right? So many times in churches we have these barriers to entry where it's like, you got to do it this way. You got to become part of the fold. You got to, and it's like, we got to eliminate barriers to entry in churches. Yeah. We got to make it easy for people who are seeking um, something. Sometimes they don't know necessarily what they're seeking. They're just seekers or spiritual seekers. And maybe they go to a Buddhist temple down the road. Maybe they go to a synagogue. Maybe they go to you know whatever. And maybe they walk in here, uh, and, and I say in here, into a church, and they're seeking something. They're in need. And right. if we have all these barriers to entry, it's like, 
what a disservice what a disservice and that's like shame on us that's yeah. our fault well and that's the thing i wrote down i wrote down some of the practices and it, it was uh it was pretty interesting on Sunday when we were reading them, but I mean, everybody was with us. It's just one of those things where it's like, man, like I think all of us are guilty to some extent and some people are guilty to a, a drastic extent. And if the man, if any of these strike a chord for you, then man, self-evaluate, let the Lord convict you and change your heart, man. But, um, so I wrote some of these down as far as practice over pursuit, right? So I'm a practice my faith by going to church, right? That's not a bad thing. But only as long as it fits my preferences. Uh, hello. Right. So only as long as the person greeting at the door is the person I want to shake hands with. I only I only want to go to church as long as I can sit in my seat or sit in my pew or or I, I, as long as pastors preaching about something I agree with or as long as the pre-service music is something that you know I, I want to listen to. So I, I'm going to practice going to church, but only as long as it fits my preferences. And that's selfish. You know, uh, I put another one. I'm gonna practice my faith by singing, but only when it's songs I like. Hello, <laughs> hello, right? Um, do you worship because you want to worship the Lord, or do you worship because you like the songs that are being sung? You know, like man, we sing. Like, so I'm gonna practice my faith by singing, but only when it's the songs I like. No, you, we, we sing whatever comes up. If it's, if it's a hymn, and then that's what I'm singing to the Lord. If it's some new song that was written 10 days ago by, you know, uh, somebody else, then that's the song we're singing to the Lord, but the Lord deserves our worship. He deserves our song no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. um, let's keep going. I'm a practice by, <laughs> I'm going to practice my faith by posting social media posts about the way I wish I felt rather than how I actually feel because I'm not willing to give to the Lord, uh, my situation and let him turn it into what he wants to turn it into. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to just post about how I actually uh, wish I felt rather than how I actually feel. And that's, that's good. <laughs> let's keep going. That's a good I'm going to practice my faith by praying more. But what I really mean by praying more is complaining to God about all the things I'm not happy about, but never celebrating him when he does come through. Goes uh-huh. back to the, <laughs> what I said a minute ago, like how good does he have to be? Or, yeah. You, you know, if, if he answered all your prayers, would your life just be better? Yeah. So we have to stay committed. Uh, we have to stay committed to the pursuit. Uh, not to practice uh, because if we stay committed to the practice and we lose sight of the pursuit, then we just become religious, you know, and and it kind of goes back to the thing. And we've had people come to us like, you know, I, I think we're going to go pick uh, a different, you know, find another church um, because, you know, we've talked to you guys about, you know, the, the music's a little louder than we would prefer or the lights are a little brighter than we would prefer. And my response to them all the time, all I do is ask them how many people got saved last month. That's the only thing I ask, you know, Man, the, the music's a little loud for us. How many people got saved last month? Mm-hmm. 67. 67 people gave their lives to Jesus in the, in the month of April. 47. Oh, 47. Yeah. Sorry. 47 that's people. That's a real number. Yeah, that's a real 47 number. 47 gave their, gave their life to Jesus in the month of April. I'm not worried about how bright the lights are or whatever. Like, we're here for lost people. We're not here for your religious practice. Sorry. Yeah, and, it, and it's so subjective. Yeah. Right. Like it's. So now you're the you're the meter by how right. bright the light like, should that's be. Where stuff like that comes in. It's like so. In 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 one of the growth track classes, I talk about um, purpose over preference, right? Mm. And it's yeah. like yeah, 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 we yeah. have a couple in our church that are some of our uh, older older couples. Um, they if if I had to guess, they are not into our style of music at all. Like as a preference, 
Like when they get in the car and put music on, surely they don't put our type of music. Yet they're here every Sunday. They worship. He leads a, a men's Bible study. He's bought into the vision of the of the house. Right. Like they're they're fully committed um, to to the vision and the mission and and, and, I, and yeah. to their church. This and, is their, you know right. what I mean. And I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but surely it's not their kind of music. Yet they don't complain about it because yeah. they've they understand the purpose is bigger than their preference. Right. As a matter of fact, we have sat down. I know who you're talking about, and we've sat down together, um, and we've had conversations about things that we. It's not that we disagree on. It's preferences that he has um, that he says, these are my preferences. And I say, to me, that's not a hill that we're going to die on as a church. And so I'm okay with that being your preference. You have to be okay with it not being mine. And he says, that's not, and he, he agrees. Like to me, that's not a deal breaker. Like just because it's my preference, if it's not yours, exactly. uh, I'm more committed to the mission of this church of seeing people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be and helping people meet Jesus then get free from their past yeah. and discover their purpose and start making a difference. He's more committed to that than he is his own personal and agenda. The beauty of that is like even for me, because it's not an older, per, quote unquote, older person thing. There's things like some of our pre-service music sometimes like it's not my personal preference. I like older music. I like music from the 70s and the 80s, like, <laughs> class, like classic rock, like, bon Jovi. When, like stuff like that, you know, um, but when you if you if you pull up iTunes right now and you look at the top forty songs, that's, oh my gosh, that style of music, very electronic, you know, yeah. that's personally not my preference, right? Yet it's popular. So so if we play sometimes some pre-service music, you know, or what whatever, it's like it doesn't have to match. Like we don't have to have a survey and get buy-in on everything. And I, yeah, and I think it's hilarious too because people think that I have created. They think because I'm the lead pastor <clears throat> that I've created uh, this church culture that is exactly what I want it to be. And that's not the, just like what you're talking about. That's not the case necessarily. Like, honestly, I would love to, I, if it were up to me, if we were building a church service for me, it would look considerably different than it does on yeah. Sunday. But I'm not building it for me. I'm building it for lost people. Lost people. <laughs> I, we want to create an environment. We want to create a church service that lost people want to attend. Um, and not that lost people are comfortable maintaining the person that they are, but we want them to be comfortable attending so that they can hear the gospel. Like that's what we do. Um, you know, so when people are like, well, you just build the church the way you want it. And I'm like, actually, I don't like actually me or Justin. No, like this, this isn't really what we would prefer out of a church service, but yet here we are, um, because this is, and, and you know what, bro, I tell people this in grow track all the time when I'm teaching our next steps class. Um, I tell people in grow track all the time. I said, the minute that the music that we're doing, the minute that the lights that we have, the minute that none of that is drawing people to Jesus, the minute that none of that is not, I wouldn't say drawing, but the minute that none of that is helping create an environment where we're seeing people saved, we're going to change it. Yeah. Like we're not when married. It's not effective. Yeah, we're we'll not married stand. to the model. No, we're we're married you, to the mission. You date and, the model. That's you marry right. The mission. That's yeah. right. So we're married to the mission, and we date the model. And as soon as the model is ineffective, then we change the model. So people that think that like I we're doing this because this is my favorite thing, that's not the case. No. We do we do what works, and when it doesn't work anymore, then we change it. You know. So yeah. So those those subjective. Um, 
complaints and it's just human nature you know people you know surely there's been times where i've complained about something at a church i've been a part of or you know in my head and maybe not to another person even in my head like oh i wish we wouldn't do that or whatever right you know we we, we play songs now that i have some are i like way better than others sure you know um and it's like that it just is what it is it's like but it's subjective i, I don't want to project my personal preference onto everyone else so right you know when it's like the music is too when when someone says something like that is like maybe why not say i think the music is not the music is too loud i think the music like it's a completely different statement right and sometimes it's like nah bro it's like yeah because we're building our whole church service around one person right or what gets me you know our our, we have this we have this uh really unique ac system in our (laughs) sanctuary uh we have by unique he means it's freezing in three places and it's hot everywhere yeah yeah so and and it's we just have terrible um issues with our ac system but people complain a lot that it's cold and i'm one of them i think it's cold where i sit but the vents are right above all across the sanctuary the freezing so if you're on the first three rows you're probably cold Yet the people sit there every week and to complain to me that it's cold. And I tell them every week, it's where you're sitting. Yeah, Yet they want to sit. 400 yeah. other chairs in here. Right, right. There's like a <laughs> ton of like sit somewhere else and check, check it out. Maybe it's not as cold. Or bring a, you know, so some of them want to sit there. So they bring like a jacket or wear a long sure. sleeve or whatever. And that's cool. But it's like, it's kind of turned into a joke in our little section. Right. Um, But it's like. It's it was not, cold last week too, and it's not too cold because you go you go four rows back. Someone might think it's warm. Yeah. So if if we're making decisions based on what one person says, and we make changes based on what one or two people say, then we've affected all these other people that don't feel that way. That's, you know? that's a really good analogy because if we were to make the people in the first row comfortable where we sit, where all the pastors sit, if we were to make all of us comfortable, we would ten of us would feel better, and the other three hundred and something chairs in there, other people sitting in those. Would right. be miserable, right? So if if I have to be cold as a pastor, so that the three hundred something can be comfortable, that's right. Then that's, that's what, what we you do. do, or that's, or vice versa. No, nothing else should be said after right. that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. My so top. and then uh, man, the third step of the journey. So the first step is grace. The second step is mercy, and the third step is faith. Faith. Um, and that's where we realize that nothing is going to stop us from our pursuit after Jesus. And and uh, in wrapping this thing up, we we gave a, an analogy. Uh, well, I'll I'll give you the scripture verse, uh, Psalm twenty three four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Um, and some of the translations say, even though I walk through my darkest valley. And I think that we that's when faith becomes a huge part of this journey. That's when faith becomes a huge part of walking tall. Is when we have to navigate the darkest parts of our lives in grace, mercy, and keeping the faith in Jesus, in spite of how dark, how gloomy, how hard things might get, and we. We even talked about in Daniel 3 where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, got thrown into the fire, you know, and that it wasn't God's desire to deliver them from the fire. It was God's desire to get into the fire with them. And so often in our life, we're looking for God to take us out of the fire. And so many times in our life, our prayer life consists of God, deliver me from this. Don't let me go through this. Don't let me go through this pain. Don't let me go through this hurt. Don't let me go through these situations. And God is saying, no, 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 like you going through that pain, you going through that hurt, you going through that situation is exactly what I need you to go through so that the people that you've been talking to about me for the last year, two years, five years can see that I am your strength, not when things are going right, but when things are going wrong. Um, And so Jesus shows himself in our fire more than he shows himself out of our fire. But that does mean we have to go through fire for him to be seen. Um, And so in our faith, we walk tall. In mercy, we walk tall. And in grace, 
we walk tall. That's it. So that was it, folks. It was a it was a good Sunday. It was a good message. Check it out if it you haven't. Really if, good. if you're listening to this before you listen to the sermon, I encourage you go listen to the sermon. Um, I pray that it blesses you. And uh, I do want to take a moment just to put a plug out there that myself and my family uh, are so very grateful uh, for all your prayers. Many of you guys have been praying for us and with us and standing with us. And some of you have even sent uh, help financially and just all those things, man, we're so grateful. And I'm also grateful, uh, Justin, I'm grateful for you, man. And this staff, man, you guys have just been so clutch in this time. So it's been a pleasure. Yeah. So it's It's just been what we do. It's been awesome. So Justin, tell them where they can find us, man. They can find, uh, me and Brad personally, we're both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Justin Oswald underscore. Yep, and I am at Brad Livingston underscore. Yes, yeah, so you can find more about Transformation Church at transformationchurch.com or um, on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. Uh, would mean a lot to us, as as uh, Brad said earlier. If you if you're in with the podcast, man, subscribe, share, like, rate, review, all those things. Um, it, it really means a lot to us. We appreciate everybody who tunes in and takes time out of their day to listen to us. It means a lot to to me and Brad, and um, we we hope it's blessing you. And and uh, we got some we got some new stuff coming up. We're not ready to talk about yet, but I uh, got some new stuff coming up. So we uh, do. We appreciate you guys, and uh, man, we'll see you next week. Sounds good, guys. We appreciate you. Catch you later. See ya.